Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to welcome you right now to the International Deliverance Ministries radio broadcast and podcast. My name is Evangelist Sean Bonito and also International Voice of Deliverance Radio, 24 hours of uncompromised Christian radio. Praise the Lord. We want to go right now into a topic of discussion. We want to talk about the apostasy, the apostasy, the falling away as recorded in 2 Thessalonians chapter number two and verse number three. Amen. As the Bible teaches us very clearly, the coming apostasy is now here. Amen. As we, as we are going to see in a few moments as we continue on with this podcast, that the coming apostasy as recorded in the Holy Scriptures is now come to fruition, is now here right now. Amen. We want to go in right now into prayer. Father, I pray for all those listening to the sound of my voice, God, those who are truly saved, that you would encourage them to continue to serve you, live for you, walk in holiness, walk in righteousness, and be a testimony for the old God. Hallelujah. In this last days of deception and compromise, we're ready to meet you in the clouds when the trumpet sounds. And for those who are not saved, God, save their souls. Let them realize that time is short and that they need to repent and trust the Lord Jesus Christ by faith to be their Savior and the Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We want to go right now to a topic of discussion, the apostasy. Amen. The apostasy as recorded in 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2 and verse number 3. Now, what is what is the word apostasy? What does it mean? Amen. When the Bible says that there will be a falling away first. Amen. Let's read that verse. The Bible says in verse 3 of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except, listen now, there come a falling away. Now that word falling away in the Greek means apostasia, which of course we have the English word apostasy, a falling away. A falling away from what? Now this is what the falling away from is. A falling away from biblical, orthodox, Bible-based Christianity, amen, based upon the word of God, amen. And that's what it means, a falling away from the truth of Holy Scripture, the truth of biblical Christianity. That's what the Bible refers to, people now turning their ears away from the truth and being turned to lies, deceits, myths, fables. And so this is what the Bible refers to. And the Bible goes on to say, and that man of sin be revealed, the sin of perdition. Now, the Bible very clearly says, for that day shall not come. What does it mean, that day? That day does not refer to the rapture of the church. Amen. That day refers to the day of God's wrath, the day of the Lord Jesus Christ, the day of God's judgment upon this earth. Amen. We've talked about that previously. Amen. And other podcasts, we're just going to touch on it briefly. That the day of the Lord refers to the day of God's judgment and wrath as we went through extensively. Amen. That's recorded all the way through the, the Old Testament. Amen. And all through the scripture, we understand that the day of the Lord refers to the day of God's judgment, the day of God's wrath. Amen. And indignation. We also understand that from in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 
Amen. And so that day, amen, that is, is referring to is the day of God's wrath, the day of the Lord as a ham. So they thought that the day of the Lord had come to pass. Amen. The Thessalon the church in Thessalonica. And we understand that in Second Thessalonians chapter two and verse two, amen, where they Paul writes to them and telling them that that not to be deceived, amen, not to be fooled by somebody who wrote to them, whether who wrote to them through a letter, amen, or by word in some manner, amen, and they were troubled because the church, they thought that they were going through the day of the Lord and they missed the rapture, amen, but Paul is writing to them under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, telling them that, no, listen, that day, the day of God's wrath, amen, will not come until two things come to pass, first, the falling away, then secondly, the man of sin, the Antichrist, is revealed. So therefore, he, they knew that the rapture happens and, and, or occurs before, now listen to this, before the seven-year period of tribulation, before the day of the Lord. Amen. And we understand that the seven-year period of tribulation, amen, is recorded in Daniel chapter 9, verse 20, 27, when the Antichrist confirms the covenant with many for one week. Amen. That's when the day of the Lord, uh, it, it, we see from Scripture, occurs. Now, not because that is when the Antichrist is revealed, amen, at the beginning of the seven-year period of tribulation. Therefore, by the authority of Holy Scripture, without a doubt, the rapture of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth must happen before the seven-year period of tribulation. So as we have now established that, we understand the Bible says, amen, that day should not come except they come a falling away first, a falling away first. Now, has that falling away come to pass? The answer is yes. We are in presently that time of apostasy. We are now presently in that time of a falling away from the Christian faith, from the Bible-based faith. People are turning away at time a dozen. It's getting worse. The mystery of iniquity, the Bible says, doth already work only he who now let will let until he be taken out of the way. And so we're going to see from Scripture, amen, amen, and from examples that we're about to give, how we are now living in that time of a falling away. There will be a falling away first the Holy Ghost spoke through the Apostle Paul. There will be, there shall be a falling away first. Now understand that. That is a sign from Scripture, amen, that there must be an apostasy that will occur before, amen, before the day of the Lord. Now, we know that it's happening now. Therefore, we know the rapture is about to take place. We know that we are about to go up to meet the Lord in the clouds in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. And once that, once that event occurs, the event of the rapture, we know, amen, that the day of the Lord begins. Because the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, that the rapture happens in, ver in verses 13 to 18. And then in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10, we understand that the day of the Lord begins immediately after the rapture of the church. That is very clear from Holy Scripture. There is no doubt about it. Don't let nobody to deceive you saying there's no rapture. It's a lie. There is a rapture. And it will happen before the seven-year period of tribulation. But the Bible says we want to focus on there will come a falling away first. A falling away first from biblical Christianity. And that's exactly what we're experiencing right now. A falling away from the truth of the gospel. Amen. And that's horrible, but it's happening as we speak. It's happening right now.
They're, they're according to ChristianPost.com, according to the ChristianPost.com, amen, uh, that was released uh, just a few, a few um, uh, months ago, amen. It talks about in the, in about the, the oh, well, let me just say this. The article begins by saying most evangelicals believe God accepts worship of all religions. That's the title of the article. It says, most evangelicals believe God accepts worship of all religions, study shows. And this is taken from the Christian Post, Tuesday, October the 16th, 2018, on the website ChristianPost.com. Amen. And so it, it begins to say this, and I quote, a majority of evangelicals now believe that God accepts the worship of all religions, according to a new study released by Legionnaire Ministries that shows many have also grown confused about some core doctrines of the Christian faith. Chris Larson, president of Legionnaire Ministries, says the results of the 2018 State of Theology survey conducted by Lifeway Research and released Tuesday shows an urgent need for bold teaching of historic Christianity. The article continues on and says this, I, I quote, the State of Theology sur survey highlights the urgent need for courageous ministry that faithfully teaches the, Christ the historic Christian faith. It's never been popular to talk about mankind's sinfulness or the exclusive claims of Jesus Christ, but at a time when a darkened world needs the light of the gospel, it's disheartening to see many within the evangelical church confused about what the Bible teaches. We hope this survey provides local churches with a little more insight into what people in our neighborhoods and in our pews actually believe, Larson said in a statement. Amen. And we continue on with this, with this last portion here. It says, and I quote, in the survey in which a representative sample of 3,000 Americans were interviewed, evangelicals were asked about their views on a series of theological statements, including... God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Some 51% of respondents were shown to agree with the statement, while 42% disagreed. Two years earlier, in 2016, 49% of evangelicals were found to agree with the statement, while 43% said they disagreed. Now, this is, and I quote, end quote, now, this is what we're dealing with here. You're dealing with people that, that claim to be Bible-believing Christians. They says that 51% of them, okay, that, were that, were, that responded to this survey, 51% of them, right, agreed with the statement that God accepts the worship of all religions. Now, this, this, this is very serious. What does this mean? It means that you have the majority of those claiming to be Bible-believing Christians claiming that now we know they're not obviously if they believe this but claiming that god accepts the worship of all religions that basically if he accepts the worship of them for, for the most part they should they you know they'll be going to heaven everything's fine if he accepts your worship amen but the bible teaches he does not do so the bible clearly teaches this teaches there's only one way to heaven hallelujah he god only accepts those who accept his son the lord jesus christ jesus said in john's gospel chapter 14 and verse number six i am the way the truth and the life no man cometh unto the father but by me there's only one way to heaven hallelujah god does not accept the worship of all religions why because of they're not worshiping amen through the lord jesus 
Jesus Christ, if they have not repented of their sin, if they have not trusted Jesus Christ as the Son of God and accepted him as God in flesh, the Bible says God will not accept their worship. He will reject it. Amen? Hallelujah. God does not accept the worship from, the, from Islam or from Buddhism, from Hinduism, from Judaism, or from any ism that goes contrary to the doctrine of Christ. The Bible says, he that hath the Son of God hath life. He that hath not the Son of God hath not life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. And the Bible also says in Acts chapter number 4 and verse number 12, neither is the salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, whereby we must be saved. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can save. Therefore, all, the, all other religions, amen, don't lead to heaven, they lead to hell lead to damnation and christianity true biblical christianity is not really a religion it's the truth it's the truth my friend the bible calls it the truth and that's why we all no matter what color we are no matter what language we speak no matter amen what ethnicity we're from doesn't matter we're black white ready or whoever we are we must be born again except a man be born again the bible says he shall not see the kingdom of god we need to be saved through the lord jesus christ he's the only way to heaven well, you're dealing with, my friend, numbers of individuals claiming to be Christian, amen, and, and in America, and they say that God accepts the worship of all religions. What an abomination. Now, if this is not an indication, a clear, specific indication of apostasy, of falling away from biblical truth, then what is? Amen. What is the core tenets of Christianity have not been re are not being rejected at a rapid pace? We are experiencing... What the Bible calls a falling away first. Now, the Bible, now, we also hear, I want to read some more articles here. Here's another one from Newsweek magazine, or rather Newsweek.com is, is on their website. And uh, this article, I believe it was in 2018. And uh, so anyway, th this article is called Church of England Approves Transgender Clergy Guidance for Welcoming Trans, so, trans Christians. Of course, there's no such thing as a transgender Christian. Any more than there is a homosexual Christian or an adulterous Christian or fornicative Christian or a lying Christian or a Satan worshiping Christian. It does not exist according to the Holy Scriptures themselves. Amen. The Bible clearly teaches this. Amen. When the scripture says, no, you not be unrighteous, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Amen. And so the Bible makes it clear that those who live in sin will not go to heaven. That's not my teaching. That's a teaching from the Holy Scriptures. Now, my teaching, amen, has to line up with the word of God or it's a lie. Amen. But the Bible clearly teaches this. And so we go by the teaching of Holy Scripture. Hallelujah. If you want to get to heaven, my friend, and you don't want to go to hell, don't listen to any preacher that tells you that you can go ahead and be transgendered or homosexual or, or a fornicator or an adulterer or whatever it is, whatever sin it is that goes contrary to the word of God. They're lying to you. They're sending you to hell. I don't care, amen, who it is, whether it's your parents or whether it's your pastor or whether it's your denomination or hallelujah or whether it's the government or whoever it may be. They're lying to you. Satan himself is speaking right through them to damn your soul to hell. Listen to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what are Christ's words? Just found in the Gospels? No. They're found from Genesis to Revelation. Rightly divided. Amen. That's the whole word of God for it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, Jesus said, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now this article from Newsweek, Amen Magazine, states that the Church of England, Amen, wants to embrace transgendered individuals into the church and support their sin here it is it says here uh, and I, I quote it says the church of england issued guidance to clergy on how to be creative and sensitive as they welcome transgender people into the faith the church's house 
of bishops approved the pastoral guidance document that advises Anglican clergy to address trans individuals by their chosen names rather than their birth names. The, 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 the move to welcome more transgendered individuals into the church, the BBC reported, comes one year after a general synod in New York voted on the need for trans people to be welcomed and affirmed by church leaders and its congregants. The church faced protests from African immigrants and LGBT community members to push forward in its efforts to welcome minority members. Quote, the Church of England welcomes and encourages the uncon unconditional affirmation of trans people equally with all people within the body of Christ and rejoices in the diversity of that body into which all Christians have been baptized by one spirit. The guidance approved by the church reads, unquote. Now, listen to me. Listen very carefully. This is an abomination. The Church of England now is saying that people who are transgender can go ahead and, be, and we can call them Christian. We can call them saved. Everything's fine. There's no problem with it. You're, you're, as a matter of fact, we're not going to address you by your birth name. We'll address you by your new name. So if Bobby, amen, a young man, young man was born Bobby, and we won't call him Bobby no more. We'll call him Brenda. Are you here when I'm preaching? And they, and they won't call, amen, Brenda no more. They'll call, her, they'll call her Bobby. All kinds of mess and lies supporting sin. Now even in, here in Canada, amen, they're trying to say, oh, well, well, well you know, if you're birth, even though you're born male, but, but you identify as female, we will change your birth certificate to indicate that you were not born a male, but you were born a female. It's an abomination. And now you got churches like the Anglican Church, amen, in the UK and other supporting this abomination, amen. The Bible condemns it. This is part of the falling away first that we're dealing with, amen. The Bible clearly teaches about. And so what you find now is the preachers of the gospel no longer, amen, care about what the Bible says. They are no longer, they're not ministers of Christ. They are ministers of Satan. They are part of the working and agenda of hell to damn souls because that is the ultimate goal of Satan and the demons of hell is to damn your soul, damn my soul, damn everybody's soul to eternal damnation in hell. That's what they want to do. You think they care about the transgender people? They do not care one iota. They don't care about the homosexuals. They don't care about nobody but themselves, their own paychecks, their own position, but they don't care about people. Amen. Escape in the wrath that is to come because they're charlatans. They want to damn people's soul, preaching a false gospel. But this thing is growing. It's growing in intensity. Intensity. And now people are trying to justify all of this mess and support it and think it's wonderful, think it's great, think that, oh, this is loving, this is affirming. You can't be a Christian and live in sin, my friend. You cannot be, I'll repeat, you cannot be a Christian according to the Bible. The Bible says if we, if we, if we, if we walk in darkness, we lie and we do not the truth. So if we say that we know him, the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. Here's what the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter number 22 and verse 5. The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment for all that do so are abomination unto the Lord. Amen. I'll read that again. The Bible says the woman shall not wear 
that which pertaineth unto a man. Neither shall a man put on a woman's garment, for all that do so are abomination to the Lord thy God. That means, listen now, what does that mean? Well, it's, it's very clear what it means. A woman should not go looking like a man. Amen? Hallelujah. She should not put on, the, amen, those man's pants. She should not go on and, and, and put on the, the man's shirt, amen, and, and cut her hair looking like a man and looking, and looking amen, like she's, she's like she's no longer a she, that she's now a he. Are you hear what I'm preaching? Amen? Hallelujah. The man should not put on a pantyhose and put on a bra and paint his nails. Are you hear, hear what I'm preaching? Amen? And put lipstick on his lips and eye, and eye shadow or whatever they do. I don't even know what, whatever, but they should never do them kind of things. Amen? Put on a dress. Put on high heel shoes. Amen? Are you hear what I'm preaching? No, sir. It's an abomination. Oh, hallelujah. No matter what nobody says, amen. We care about the transgender. We don't want them to go to hell. Take off them pantyhose. Take off that bra. Be a man and be right with God. Repent of your sin. Come to Jesus Christ and be born again by the Spirit of God. And the false Christian will say, oh, that's not love. That's because, my friend, you've been poisoned by the demon spirits of hell not to receive the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. Hallelujah. Because a time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. They can't endure this kind of preaching no more. They don't want it over the pulpit no more. And they said, no, we're not going to have it no more. But when you open the pages of Holy Writ, the sacred text, it testifies against you, sir, and against your church, and against your false denomination, and against your false religion, and your false Christianity, and will damn your soul to hell if you don't align by the word of God. Amen. You got to repent and believe the gospel, and believe what the word of God says for your own doing, for your own sake. Amen. And flee from the wrath that is to come. Hallelujah, Jesus. And so that's why, amen, the transgender, the homosexual, the Bible calls it an abomination. And very clearly, amen, that they left the natural use for that which is against nature. And now what are we dealing with now? A growing number, a growing number of individuals now claiming, amen, that homosexuality is not so bad. And another in a Time Magazine uh, article, time.com, amen, the article is how evangelicals are changing their minds on gay marriage. The article states how evangelicals are changing their mind on gay marriage. Amen. And this article, listen now, this article was taken back in January the 15th, 2015. You, you know, this, this is a, a little while ago, not that long ago, but a, but a few years ago. And now listen, listen to what it says here. It says, and I quote, if evangelical Christianity is famous for anything in contemporary American politics, it is, it is for its complete op opposition to gay marriage. Now, slowly, Yet, undeniably, evangelicals are changing. I'm not going to read the whole article, but here's what it, the, the gist of it is that more and more individuals within the evangelical ranks are now warming up to the sin of homosexuality. That's what they're doing. And I'll quote this. It says, now, let, me, let me quote another portion of this. I quote, support for gay marriage across all age groups of white evangelicals has increased by double digits over the past decade, according to the Public Religion Research Institute. And the fastest change can be found among younger evangelicals. The support for gay marriage jumped from 20% in 2003 to 42% in 2014. Listen, in, in, in the quote. Listen now. Amen. We, it, it's, it's much more than that now. 
the support for gay marriage. They're still claiming to be Christian. They're still claiming to be saved. They still claim to know God. Amen. And now we have multiple numbers of churches that are embracing this mess and supporting it. Are you hearing when I'm preaching? And, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. I'm telling you, this is what they're trying to do today. They're trying to, amen, continue to support the, all this mess and all this abomination. And, and listen, it didn't happen with all this homosexuality. It happened when churches started agreeing with the sin of divorce and remarriage. Throw aside marriage. Throw away the sanctity of marriage. For, throw away the first institution that was brought forth by God and dismantle it by justifying divorce and remarriage, which the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, calls adultery and sin. Of Matthew's Gospel, chapter number 19, verse 9. Romans, chapter number 7, verses 1 to 3. 1 Corinthians, chapter number 7, verses 10 through 11, and so forth. Verse 39, so forth, and so on. And the Bible condemns it as adultery. But now you got a church's dime a dozen people full of divorce and remarriage, justifying sin, justifying iniquity. And people think it's fine, it's okay, and they're going to heaven, when in fact they're going to hell unless they repent and come out of that adulterous relationship and get right with God. But people say, oh, they got kids now. It doesn't matter what they have. They've got to repent and get right with God. They still have responsibility for those children. And it's a horrible situation. Amen. But it's still, they got to do what's right. They got to save the soul. They got to set an example for, amen, other people, other, other individuals so they don't end up in eternal damnation. They got to flee from the wrath that is to come. Now, I can continue on and on and on. But I just want, and we, have the, we have the issue of hell. Many don't believe in hell anymore. We got more people now denying the reality of eternal damnation. Amen. People, individuals, you know, that, that are saying that hell does not exist or that it's only for a, sh a short while. Those who are starting to believe in universalism. Amen. And there's different facets of universalism. We're not going to go into it all. But, but, but people are now gravitating to it, believing this lie. Amen. Rob Bell in his book, Love Wins and others supporting that there is no hell or rather that there is only a short period of time that individuals will spend in hell and so forth. It's, it's a lie. These people are deceived. You got people like Carlton Pearson one time preached the gospel, one time believed that there was a hell, believed in the gospel of Christ. He stopped holding on. Amen. And I hope that he'll come back and hold on again and get right with the Lord and repent of his sin. But now he doesn't believe no devil. He doesn't believe in any hell. And more people are gravitating to this false teaching, this false doctrine. Amen. And this is what's happening. We are now in the time of apostasy, my friend. We are here. Amen. The Bible says very clearly, amen, that the apostasy must happen first. Amen. The apostasy must happen first. That's what it says. A falling away first. A falling away first. And it's only going to get worse. Evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Deceiving and being deceived. Finally, I'm going to end with this. Amen. Evangelicals now are trying to create a truce. Amen with the LGBT community, a truce with the LGBT community, amen? And what they're trying to do is called the fairness for all. Evangelicals explore truce on LGBT and religious rights. And to make a long story short, what they want to do now, amen, what they want to do now, the, the evangelical world, the, what they want to do, they want to support the fact that, okay, it's okay for, you know, we, we'll, we'll, we'll support the fact that the homosexual community should be protected with their rights in, nationally. As long as our as long as our Christian colleges and so forth can protect it, can be protected uh, from being uh, forced to accept uh, homosexuality. It's an abomination, my friend. 
You do not make truces with Satan. You do not make truces with the wicked. You do not make truces with the ungodly. And now we're seeing more truces, amen. We're seeing more churches support, amen, that the old religions lead to heaven. We're, we're seeing more people saying, amen, the God of Islam is now the God, is the God of Christianity. We're seeing more people support all these lies, all this mess, reject the word of God, reject hell, reject salvation, reject the truth of the word of God. We can continue on, believe me, I can continue, with, uh, continue on with more material. And maybe sometime I will do some more. We'll do more. I'm sure I will. But listen, right now, amen, this will have to suffice. Uh, we're dealing with the time of the end. People are now turning their backs on biblical Christianity, turning their backs on Jesus Christ. Uh, we are now in the last days. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus is about to return. You need to be ready, my friend. Hallelujah. He is the Savior. He is the only way to heaven, the only escape from an eternity in hell. Hallelujah. The Bible says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Shall be saved. Uh, that means if you're transgendered. That means if you're homosexual. That means if you're a fornicator. That means if you're a liar, you're a thief. Uh, that means, hallelujah, you're Muslim or Buddhist or Hindu or whatever you are. That means if you're a Mormon. That means if you're Jehovah's Witness. That means if whoever you are, you can turn from those false teachings, all those lies, all those deceptions, all your sin, and trust the Lord Jesus Christ, who is God in the flesh, who died on the cross for our sin, shed his blood on my cross for the remission of Hallelujah, Lord Jesus, of our sin went to heaven. He's coming back again to judge the quick and the dead. You need to be ready because he's not coming back to be born in a manger. He's coming back as king of kings. Hallelujah. A Lord of lords. And you need to be ready to meet him. Turn from your iniquity. Turn from your abomination. Be ready to meet the Lord. The rapture of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is about to take place. Why? Because the apostasy, the falling away has come. We are already in that one stage before the day of the Lord. And we know before the Antichrist is revealed, there has to come the rapture. So therefore, the rapture of the church is about to take place, my friend, and you need to be ready. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth as your personal Lord and Savior, and you have not repented of your sin, you need to do so right now. You can ask him into your heart. Do so right now. Just pray this prayer with me and mean it from the bottom of your heart and truly repent and he will save you. A prayer itself can't save you. But if you repent and trust Christ by faith alone, he will save you. Pray this prayer. Father. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died, Lord Jesus Christ, on the cross for my sin. Come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. I turn away from my sin. And Lord Jesus, I trust you alone for my eternal salvation. And Lord, with the help of the Holy Ghost, I will live for you all the days of my life. And I give you all the praise and all the glory. And I believe you rose again once and for all from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you prayed that prayer, we want to give you our free book of what it means to be born again absolutely for you. Just write to us at internationaldeliveranceministries.org and we will send you, amen, a free copy of what it means to be born again absolutely free. Praise God. Or you can go right on our website. Eventually, we want to put that copy on our website, amen, internationaldeliveranceministries.org. Praise God. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless.